You are listening to a new episode of the Game Deflators podcast. My name's John. I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody. This week, we're talking about a console you should pick up, games that you should play on it, and all this for under $150 in this week's Starter Kit Showdown. Ran out of breath there. Yeah, you did. I mean, tried both to us, do it all in one go. Man, the weather changes here are just ridiculous, dude. It was like ninety degrees just the other day. It's seventy something today. Like always, screws with you. We're gonna be honest uh, for the uh, international and northern more listeners. Uh, the weather is always far from frightful here. Yeah, very far from frightful. We're not talking like you know. 10, 20 degrees, whatever it may be, or yeah, snow. So. But, but yeah. Shout out yeah. to everybody out there losing global warming. Yeah. We're yeah. the winners, baby. Canada. 75 <laughs> degrees on Thanksgiving. Oh, God. That was brutal last night. Well, okay. So uh, this week, we're going to be doing a starter kit showdown for the Game Boy Advance. This and, is a uh, hard one. This is the hardest one we've had to do yet. Like, I think the PS4 was easier than this one. Well, because the PS4 is more like at least for me, on a perspective basis. And GBA is just not something that I did a whole lot of collecting for. So, yeah, like, dude, seriously, I might have, like, 20 GBA games. I've got two. absurd. I never find them. You got two? I have two. I've got... Well, one of them has, like, 150 on there, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the, the hacked thing. Or oh, oh, that. No, but I have two actual physical games. Oh, I gotcha. Which aren't bad. I mean, gotcha. one of them's my favorite. Well... So this week, uh, we'll talk about our time with the GBA, how we kind of came to know it, uh, standout titles, and then, of course, our showdown. So you guys uh, let us know on social media who won, and uh, you can find us there as at the Game Deflators on Facebook and Instagram, at Game Deflators on Twitter. And they of don't course, like the. They don't like the. And then you can, of course, find the podcast on various podcast applications, including the one you are listening to today. All right. Good job. Ryan. Time with the console. So we'll let you kick this uh, this off. You know, GBA came out in uh, June of 2001. The ESP came out in 03. And then your micro came out in 05. And I hope that helicopter that we hear in the background doesn't come in this recording. But you might hear it. We'll see. I'm not taking it out. <laughs> They're not coming for us. They're not coming for us. Don't worry. Okay. They're coming for these deals. <laughs> I was about to say that, actually. All right, dude. So uh, let's give a little breakdown. Your experience with this console. So, okay, I had to have gotten this. It came out in June 2001, so my birthday September. So that's just a few months later. I had to have gotten this for my birthday, I would imagine. Because I was, I was turning 12, so I didn't have, like, a cool $100 laying around. I wasn't that kind of kid. Like, I was the kind of kid that was, like, measuring my allowance and how many video games I could buy with that so it's you mean like, how many one one game you could buy well like trade-ins and stuff that's why i never really had much of a collection because like as soon as i moved down here and like that would have been like prime GameStop time because i always would stop in on my way home from uh junior high i had to walk right by a GameStop, so i'd be in there all the time hanging out there one of my friends like once we got to high school eventually got a job at that GameStop. you know we'd always been in there we knew the manager and stuff so this was like prime time for me, you know, trading in games. It was before they passed the law that you had to be like 16 or have an adult. So like I'd be like 12, 13 years old and just going into GameStop after school, trading in games, picking up something new. Like that's why I played so much stuff 
as a kid, but never really owned it, never really finished it because I'd get bored and I'd get the shiny new one. So the trend started when you were younger. Of oh not yeah, I've games. been I've been a fool for a long time, John. Born a fool. Born a fool, always a fool. But uh, yeah, so my first Game Boy Advance, and I still have it, was the like crystal one. And I'm, of course, missing the battery door on it, and it has dog teeth crunch on the one side of it. Like, the screen's totally fine. It works great. I just don't have that door, and the shell is chomped. Dude, I could swap out the shell for you. No, no, it's 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 my original Game Boy Advance. Keep it that way. All right. And then I've got, uh, after that, I definitely had an SP. I had the red one. Oh, lucky you. Yeah, I had the red SP, and then after that, I got the black body Game Boy Micro when that came out, and then that got stolen at some point, and now I've got my Famicom Game Boy Micro that I got in Japan. That one is pretty sweet. And that's like, dude, man, those came out, they were just 100 bucks. They were the same price as the other ones, and I just was like, at the time, like, I just can't afford to buy another one of these because 2005 i would have been working about that time so i would have definitely had my own money and not thought that it was worth buying a whole nother game boy and also i think this was like ipod mini days like i think i needed money for an ipod mini about this time yeah that sounds about right and it's probably where my my piece will come in here so you know what? We obviously know when the console came out, and you and I were same age, really. Um, you know, at that point in time. So for me, my days kind of start the the Game Boy Color. Obviously, I played a lot of that moving into uh, probably about middle school is when I stopped playing that. And so when the PS2 came out, that's all I was about, man. It was just PS2 every day, all day, and uh, I didn't play anything else. So when the GBA came out, it was like, eh, whatever, like. It wasn't at the top of my radar to play Game Boy Advance games. And in my mind, it was like, those are the inferior versions. So it's like, oh, look. They oft are. Yeah, they oft are, right? So it's like, <laughs> oh, look, Tony Hawk on the Game Boy Advance. Why the hell would I want to play that when I can play it on my PS1 or my PS2? Like, there's no sense in doing that. So I didn't collect very much. The only reason, in fact, that I got a GBA SP when it came out, because that's where I did start, was because of Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Oh, and that's God. because, guess what? I was playing Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. The letdown. On the PlayStation 2. Actually, I liked it. it. It was actually fun. I enjoyed that game. I almost added it to my list today because it's still pretty reasonable. It's only like nine ninety six or something. Yeah, it's super cheap. I just sold one not too long ago for like 10 bucks. Like, they're super cheap. Uh, but yeah, so that was my initial experience, man. It was just, there was no reason for me to own a GB or GBA. A GB? A GB. A GB. GB. A G. A GB and a GBC. Um, yeah, so that, that's really where I was with that. And like I said, the only reason I got it is because of Chain of Memories, but I did notice other games because at the time I was getting into Final Fantasy. So there were other games that I would play, and I guess this will go into our standout titles. Uh, so I picked up Tactics Advance, and that was a game that I fondly remember just every day on the way home because I had an hour-long drive home from mm-hmm. where I went to school uh, just because my mom worked in the city and we lived pretty far out. So it was just Tactics Advance. Every Final Fantasy Tactics yeah. Advance, right? Final yeah, Fantasy that was Advance. that was a big one for me and my friends too. Like the job system and just like going full on bonkers. Like my friend like got like some ninja that could dual wield like two handed swords and just like there'd be no point in even doing like a a link up battle with him. 
And that's another thing that's crazy about this. This is like Link Times. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, and then you also had that sensor on the top for like the Pokemon games. Yeah. Well, was that Game Boy Color? I don't know. I think they did it with. Uh, no, it was just Game Boy Color. Yeah, Game Boy Color. We still had like that thing. sensor where you'd match the two Game Boys together to RF sensors, and then you would each get like a present that day. Did Something you ever do like that? that? My brother and I used to do that all the time. Oh, is that what the mystery gift thing was? I think so. Yeah. Like, oh. if I recall, he would take his Game Boy, I'd take mine, we'd go and we'd set them up next to each other, and we'd each get a gift. Hmm. It was pretty. I cool. don't think I ever used that. Yeah. No, it was just he and I would use it all the time. Uh, but yeah, so Tactics Advance was one that I used to play a lot, and then uh, I ended up meeting my buddy Justin, uh, not too far from then. Uh, or actually, I met him before that, but. Uh, he was big into Game Boy games back then, uh, which is surprising that he didn't give me his collection years ago when he gave me all his other games. But yeah, he had uh, um, Advance Wars. So he was big into RTS type stuff. So we played a lot of Red Alert, StarCraft, and uh, he would play Advance Wars a lot. And I just remember that being a really good game when I would play, and I, I do own it. And so we were both getting into that a lot, you know, just playing RTS based games. I'd play Red Alert on the PS1 and obviously starcraft and such so that one really stood out to me as well and um what was the other one i never got to play i always wanted to play advance wars like anytime you look up like a top gba game list like it's always up there in at least a top 10 yeah it's good like it's i just never good. played it it's definitely good you have to be in that type of like mindset of wanting to play an rts though yeah uh, i mean it's not for everybody like i definitely bounced off fire emblem the first time i played it and then I got yeah. into, like, the second one that came out here. What's interesting is I'm not really a big Fire Emblem fan from yeah. what I've played. It's just not really my cup of tea. But, yeah, you know, maybe at some point I'll, I'll grow into and say, all right, let's give this another shot. Uh, and then the last one for me, dude, uh, was Super Mario Advance 4. That was another one that uh, I would just sit back at night in, in my bed, and that's just what I would play. Yeah, but what game is that actually? Super Mario Bros. 3. Okay. And it had the Mario Bros. like, you know, the standard jumping hit the bricks and the power yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah. But it, so, and then it also had Super Mario 3. Yeah, that was actually the first time I ever took Super Mario 3. I was like, you know what? I'm going to beat this all the way through every single level without using flutes. Mm -hmm. Like, I, in the past, that's all I had ever done as a kid. Like, all right, let's use some flutes, go to different levels, play it. Like, I had beat it when I was younger. I've never but, gone through that game like that either. What, with the flutes? No, like, well, I've never been all the way through that game at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's such a good game. Like, there's a reason it's on the top of a lot of people's lists. Like, it's phenomenal. Uh, so that was one that I also enjoyed playing when I was younger. So, yep. So those are that's really those standout titles for me. There's other stuff out there. Like, there's Donkey Kong Country games. One, two, and three are on the console. Um, there's plenty of Castlevania games. Uh, lots of things like Mario, Luigi, Superstar. Tons of RPGs on the console. So there's a lot going for this thing. But as we'll kind of get into here, it's just expensive yeah. for this console to collect for. So it's like I feel like those prices never went down from when they were released, what I was looking at. Uh, but, dude, go, go on to you. Um, you know, so, what are some standout titles? Some really standout stuff for me is like, okay, so just to get it out of the way first, because I did play it last year again, Zone of the Enders, Fist of Mars for GBA. It's an awesome game. If you haven't played it, you should play it, but it's kind of expensive. So, yeah. <laughs> um i mean it's not that expensive it's i think it's definitely worth the money it's not on my list but that's always going to be a standout title for me because i love it uh and then i was trying to think of like games that really stood out to me and you already mentioned like a lot of them but some of the things that really stood out to me was just like how bizarre it got 
with the Game Boy Advance. Like, I definitely remember having the e-reader and doing e-reader stuff. And, like, even, like, linking up the e-reader to the Game Boy Advance, to the GameCube, to Animal Crossing for stuff. Like, things got so... Like, this is where, like, the Wii started to come in, like, early with all its attachments. This is where all that started. There was also the, um, just, like, all the different Link games. Like, playing Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and Four Swords while your Game Boy Advance is linked up to the console to have to use this controller. And it's like, man, I can't believe that we were able to do that. Like, we had a friend who had a bunch of brothers, and they had all the setup for that. And we all had our own Game Boys, so it was like, oh my gosh, we could actually do this. Which I feel is something a lot of people probably never got the chance to, because they didn't want to buy four $20 cables and well, have to have four Game Boy Advances to play one game that was like not even that great. Well, and like I always wanted to play um, Crystal Chronicles, and I just never did. Yep. That was one of the reasons. Like, well, you know, I, I don't have as many people, it's not going to be as fun, so I just never played it back then. But yeah, you're right, man. And I think didn't Wario have a link as well? I want to say uh, one of the Wario. I know games there was did. like a WarioWare Twisted or something, which I think had like some funky accelerometer thing. I'm pretty sure there was like also a camera. Like Game Boy had a camera. I think GBA Advanced also had like an advanced camera that had like a, f a selfie, like front facing camera on well, it. Well, I know Game Boy did because I've got one, the Game Boy camera, but. Yeah, I'm not, and obviously I have the Game Boy printer, which I think is up on my shelf here somewhere. I got a Game Boy printer. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah, I'm not sure about cameras later on. I don't know if I ever implemented that. That's not, uh, again, like, I didn't do a whole lot of Game Boy collecting over uh, the years. Mm -hmm. So, for me, it wasn't, like, the standout console, and, and that's what I had to play. And I was always in the know on that. So, a lot of my stuff I just played kind of, you know as it came around and if i liked it i would, I would jump on it yeah golden sun that's a sweet <clears> game <throat> i remember playing that when i was like super sick i borrowed it from my friend and i just like stayed home from school for days and played it that was awesome uh pokemon sapphire and ruby that's the last best generation for sure like that's where i started to really fall off like after sapphire i was like i bounced off of like the ds ones pretty well i think that the game boy and Game Boy Advance series are... Well, I guess this was the only generation that came out on Game Boy Advance. Because uh, it wasn't really that long. Yeah, it's Sapphire, Ruby, and Emerald. That's that all out. one generation. It's not yeah. like the DS where they got like multiple. And like Game Boy had, well... Two, Game Boy, you had Red, Blue. No, 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 no. You had um, Leaf Green, Fire Red, and... Oh, yeah. Leaf Green and Fire Red. I forgot all about those. I had those too. I think everybody But those did. were remakes of the first gen. So, yeah. Sapphire, last best gen for Pokemon. Yeah, for me, last best, last best, uh, last best gen uh, would be silver and gold. That would that'd probably be mine. Really, you don't give? See, that's what my other friend said. Like, what's with not giving Sapphire the cred? Like, there's tons of great Pokemon in that gen. Well, I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact of when it came out and what we were doing at that point in our lives. Man, like, I was in high school. Like, I wasn't playing Pokemon. I was you know, out playing baseball and chasing women and stuff like, or girls, I guess at the time. So it's like, I had other things to do and sit back and play a game boy at the corner of the school. <laughs> like, come on. So, you know, NPS two at home, like that was kind of that subtle when I get home, I'm just going to play my video games, but here at school, totally different story. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, man, uh, definitely some good titles on your end too. So I guess, look, wow, we are fast on time on this episode, man. We were just blazing through. All right, we might have to do a surprise inflation deflation challenge of Advance Wars. Uh, well, we'll just we'll get through this. We'll get through it. We'll we'll see where we're at. Might be a short episode. Okay, so starter kit showdown. How the hell did you copy all your stuff so cleanly in this outline, Ryan? I just copy and pasted the whole frame. I did too. It didn't work for me. Yeah. Okay. I guess you did it better. All I right. did it better, and and this starter kit showdown, just like all the others. I'm going to destroy John. You will not. I feel like I am the superior showcaser. I see the first three games on there, and I have to just say no. Just That's all I see on my end. Okay, so I am going to go ahead and say, uh, you know, we've got 150 bucks here to budget on our premiere starter kit showdown. And I'm going to go ahead and say that for 50 bucks, you could pick up an Indigo Game Boy Advance SP. For 50 bucks i know they go for a little bit more on ebay and other similar places you can find one of these locally hell you could probably even get it for 35 like you know people cutting you a good discount for shipping and everything else so 50 bucks on that end so remember that now let's go into my games and uh these are not going to be of any surprise to you because you've already heard a few final fantasy tactics advanced at 1917 ryan this is a phenomenal game. We just talked about it a moment ago. I played this game for countless hours. It has a phenomenal story. I want to say that after one of your characters dies, they die. Like, that's it. I don't think you can bring them back. I don't remember. That might be a different game I'm thinking Well, of. you've got, like, a few turns <clears throat> that you can get to their body or, like, that's if right, an that's enemy right. gets to their body. That's right. This is kind of like D&D in a sense. Something like that. Yeah, right? Final final hit, you know, you're, you're down, but you can come back to life. So, I enjoyed the game a lot. Uh, there's tons and tons of characters. A lot of them look alike, but there's tons of different abilities and mechanics and, and types of, you know, classes that you can develop into and expand into throughout the story. And, of course, get additional people at the guild to jump in as well. And it has a great story going forward as well. Uh, so, I would say that is a solid pickup. If you have not played Tactics Advance, jump on that right away. The art's phenomenal in that game, too. <clears throat> yeah, and I, they have Tactics Advance, too. I think it was released on the GBA as well, but I never did pick that one up. Yeah, I never played outside of this one. Uh, I think that this one... I mean, this one's on my list, too. So I'll just break that surprise <clears throat> right now. Because, yeah, it's definitely, like, best in class. If you're going to get an RPG, uh, especially a tactical RPG, <clears throat> like, they've got Tactics Ogre. On this too, but that's like forty bucks, which is twice the price. I've never played Tactics Ogre, but like for anybody trying to put together like a GBA collection, automatic must have. And like we said earlier, like most of the games are pretty expensive, so it's hard to find good deals on certain things. So this is one of those ones like if you think that twenty dollars is gonna kind of be like the floor level you're gonna be going in on games for that's kind of a good assessment because like anything below that it's like not necessarily all bad but there's a lot of filler like i was saying like every movie every tv show that was on or came out during the gba's lifetime seems like it got a game made for it some kind of cheap shovelware yeah so like most of the cheap games are like cheap quality as well yeah exactly and i, I tried to avoid that on this list too uh, so my next game here is going to be Mario Kart Super Circuit. I felt we needed to get a racing game in there. Uh, you know, 
Mario Kart's a fantastic series to begin with. Uh, this one I did play a little bit uh, with my brother when we were growing up. Um, you know, we didn't link up or anything along those lines. In fact, I don't even remember if you could. Uh, but I would have to imagine, like, you would, you have would be to. able to. Yeah, I would imagine, but it's been so long, dude. I haven't, like, I haven't actually played a game on my Game Boy Advance SP outside of, like, a couple Game Boy games that you and I have done for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only time my wife's played it more than I have. In fact, I think she's charging it right now uh, to play a Pokemon game. So, yeah, Super Circuit, uh, definitely a great series in general. If you want a racing game and you just want to kind of kill some time, uh, this is an awesome game. Add it to your collection. It's $12.81 right now. Uh, you could probably get it for 10 um, you know, I, I can't see it's going for any more than 15 and, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's the best in the series, but it'll, it'll get you over with some Mario Kart. My, My biggest issue with Mario Kart Super Circuit is just like, Mario Kart is like four racing, like a bunch of people. And I just like, I couldn't imagine doing it with maybe one other person, but mostly solo. Like, even though there was a lot of connectivity, I still associate Game Boy with kind of being more of a solo thing. Because, like, mm-hmm. until you got to DS where you could wirelessly connect, it was just such a hassle. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Especially, do Pokemon, too. Back then, like, battles and stuff on the Game Boy Color and having to link up to do your... And, like, it's a pain in the ass. So, But, I mean, that's the technology back then. Anyway, it was always cool. Uh, the next one is Advance Wars. So, this game is sitting here at a uh, 3402... It's pretty pricey. It's actually the priciest game on my list. And, uh, you know, there's multiple reasons. One reason being nostalgia. It's just a nostalgic game for me to have played it. Met one of my best friends through playing this game. And, or not through, but, you know, this is a game that he and I had played together. And, you know, it's it's an RTS. It's um, There's not a whole lot of RTS games on the Game Boy Advance, as far as I know. And it's good. I mean, it's on the top of a lot of people's lists as far as best games out there. Uh, the story of it's pretty decent as well. And, of course, you know, it's Advance Wars. Like, it's it's colorful. It, it does have a lot of good color and a lot of good, um, as far as I remember on this game, you had uh, the animations of, like, not animations, but characters would come up on screen with their, however the art style was, and it would just write off everything that's occurring in the, in the battle that you were about to ensue on. And so, I enjoyed it. Uh, the next one, uh, which I beat the living hell out of, was Super Mario Advance 4. So as we had said earlier, this is going to be Super Mario Bros. 3 uh, from the NES, ported over to the Game Boy Advance, and that one's at $13.79. Honestly, I think that's a little low compared to what I've seen it for in the past, like $15, bucks, you would still be doing yourself a solid on this particular game, so that's deflated. And uh, it, it's great. I mean, it's Super Mario 3. It's one of the better Super Mario games that are out there. You can pick up, they have Advance 1, 2, 3, 4, and I want to say, I don't think there's a fifth one, but... They're all great. Like, they all have the good older games on there. They all have, like, bright, vibrant colors going for them. It's the same exact type of gameplay that you experience. They're all not new Mario games. They're all not new Mario games, but like, then again... Like, there's no new, like, regular Mario game on GBA. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Mario Superstar Saga. That's all not... All the spinoffs. No, but those aren't, like... Like, I'm talking, like... It wasn't until, like, New Mario Bros., right? Or something like that on Wii? Was it on DS they had a new Mario game that came out? Well, it came out with the... Oh, with the Wii simultaneously. The N64 one, and then there was, like, the New Mario Bros. or something. Man, I don't But, like, remember. it's so bizarre that the GBA didn't have its own dedicated, like, 
new Mario game. Somebody's going to call us out on that shit. There's got to be. There's not, man. I was looking at the Marios, and that's what I saw. It's all those, like, Mario Advance, which are just rehashed, like, ports of older Mario games. Well, regardless, man. Unless you count Mario Donkey Kong. But yeah. that's the one with, like, the minis marching and stuff, and it's more, like... Not Mario. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. different. Yeah. Well, regardless, or dude... No, the mini march, that was a DS one. Advance 4 is an awesome one. You should pick it up. If you want to be able to play some Mario on the go, there's a million ways to do it, of course, including the Switch. But if you're doing a collection, yeah, pick it up on here. And then the last one here, which I actually never beat. Uh, it seems like every time I wanted to, my brother would take the game back and delete my file. Yep. Uh, Golden Sun. So 1943, sitting on Golden Sun fantastic rpg every time i played it i absolutely loved it you have the summons that are tied in on there um that you can pick up the story was actually pretty good from what i remember i can't remember like how long i got or how long i was into the game before he would just deplete my stuff Mm -hmm. but it was usually i think i'd have like three summons three four summons i don't remember the exact number but it was good like it's a fantastic game it's got great graphics for oh it looks so incredible i just went back and played a little bit of it on a rom on my uh, micro last year a little bit. Yeah, I actually really want to play this game at some point and, and beat it finally. Game. And you know what? I've got the uh, Game Boy Advance player on the GameCube, so I want it. Doesn't that project it to the TV similar yeah. to like what the Super Game Boy does? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, hundred percent. If you got one of those and you got Golden Sun, you're in some business. Yeah. You know. Uh, so that makes my list as well at 1943. So Brian, the total amount for my list was. $99.72 for the games and then 50 bucks for the actual console. So a savings of 78 cents. On to you. Let's all see what right. you got. So, you know, John, actually, you put together like a pretty, you got all the hard hitting, like console worthy <clears throat> stuff Advance Wars, uh, Golden Sun, and tactics advance like those are we already talked about those before well, ryan here on the game of players podcast we talk about quality over quantity and the best bang for your buck so uh let's see what you got to offer okay so uh i already said i have final fantasy tactics advance so i'm gonna just leave that off we've already talked that up uh i'm gonna open up with a lego star wars 2 the original trilogy for five dollars and sixty two cents now i'm gonna tell you that this is all three of the original trilogy, which are the best Star Wars, but in Lego form, on the go. Like, there's no denying that the Lego Star Wars games were a whole phenomenon. They did really well. They were a ton of fun. Like, I actually really enjoyed that series. Um, I never actually played the Game Boy version myself, but I did look it up, and it does have, like, fairly good ratings, and I think for, like, a cheap tie-in game done fairly well like you could do a lot worse getting you some some 3d kind of light platforming on a handheld here all right so you got three games in one all right next up i've got Yu-Gi-Oh! the sacred cards uh 787 i think i talked a little bit maybe to you or somebody else but i tried to play one of these Yu-Gi-Oh! games recently on my game boy and You know what the thing is? They don't teach you how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! So I don't know how to play, or Duel Monsters or whatever. I don't know how to play that game anymore. It's been a long time. So tried to go in, didn't know how to do it. So beware, you do have to know how to play the card game kind of already to get into these. But I remember these games being like hugely popular. 
Yeah, I can tell you right now, man, uh, Deanna Kay and Mr. Green of the Next Nothing Podcast, hearing you probably say you haven't or you don't know how to play Yu-Gi-Oh, they're going to smack you nice. if we ever see them. Nice. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I played this game too, and as I think I still remember some of the rules on Yu-Gi-Oh with the magic cards and trap cards, so traps you could put face down and flip them. And then with monsters, it was like four stars you could summon without sacrificing, five to six... I think you had to sacrifice one creature, and it was like seven to eight. You had to sacrifice two, and then I think when you got into ten, you had to like sacrifice three creatures. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's been a long time since I played some Yu-Gi-Oh, but I think I would remember enough that I could probably play a game of it. It's, you know, it came before, not came before. That'd be the wrong thing. A lot of people would kill me if I said that. Uh, so it's very similar to like a Magic: The Gathering. And how you play it in a in a way, magic's a little easier. I feel. Well, all TCGs have like a a little bit of difference. Yeah, yeah, they all do. But Pokemon it, is actually pretty fun to play. Yeah, this was pretty. You know, Yu Gi Oh was pretty interesting. Just the whole sacrificing of magic cards and trap cards. Like they all have like you know, like you said, that style of gameplay. But it, it always to me like there was always a connection with that and magic even though you had like mana and magic and then pokemon had energy cards yeah. to, be able to use things. So I never liked how Yu Gi Oh had like just giant numbers. <clears throat> it's like. Why do these guys, like in Magic, a twenty twenty creature is like, oh shit, man, it's a twenty twenty creature. But in like Yu-Gi-Oh, it's like I don't know, this guy's like fifty seven hundred and twenty thousand. It's like, okay, what what kind of power level are these cards on here? That sounds like a good card, but it's only two stars or something. I don't know. I don't know. Japanese card game, dude. Like, you know how it is. So big numbers. Yeah, so, big anyways, numbers. I got Yu-Gi-Oh sacred cards for the low number seven eighty seven. Uh, and I feel like, especially nowadays, like, with how popular, like, Hearthstone has made, like, computer TCGs. I know the Magic has had, like, a whole history of card games on video games. But I think their newest one is, like, probably the widest reaching or the best one. Like, I hear people talk about it. Yeah, that one. I, in fact, I'm looking into playing that uh, just because local shops are closed right now because of COVID. So, yeah. All right, uh, next up, Dragon Ball Z Legacy of Goku for 1060. This was awesome. Me and my friends love this game. It goes all the way through, I think, uh, the end of Namek. And it's a 3D adventure game. You play as Goku. Uh, you get, I think in this one, you do get to play other characters too. I know in Legacy of Goku 2, you can play as a bunch of different characters. But... Um, yeah, it's a little lame where you start off as Goku and you've got to, like, grind on punching snakes and wolves before you can get, like, your Kamehameha beam and stuff. And it's like, it should be, you know, it should be a little bit different because Goku's already, like, super powerful by that point. But I get it. It's a game. Hey, something happened. Yeah, you lost his start powers. Somewhere. Yeah. But they've, uh, it's adorable. It goes through, like, the whole story. Uh, all the sprites are amazing. All the backgrounds are pretty good i don't remember the music very well i just remember having so much fun with these games because like dragon ball z was like the hot thing back in like 2003 or 2004 whenever this game came out um next up uh i already said final fantasy kirby nightmare in dreamland uh 1712 kirby nightmare in dreamland is a fun side scrolling you know it's just like all the other Kirby games. Like Kirby games are great. I feel like I kind of dropped off playing Kirby probably after 
Game Boy Advance. There might have been like one Kirby game on the DS I might have played, but I can't remember. But Kirby's never really been my thing, to be honest. It's just not like I didn't play it on Super Nintendo. I didn't do any sort of I don't even know if it's on the GameCube outside of Smash Bros. Uh, I mean, it shows you how much I pay attention to Kirby. I heard an Epic Yarn is really good, but mm-hmm. I've never really dug into that. That's actually a quality budget title from what I hear. It's just never been my thing. Just never been a fan of Kirby. Yeah, I'm not a huge Kirby guy, but I've played enough like random Kirby games. Like I love Crystal Shards for N64. I like this one. I like uh, Squeak Squad is the other one. That one might be on <clears throat> DS. It might be GBA. I don't know. But this one, uh, <laughs> it fit like kind of the price budget that I was looking at. And uh, it's a well-reviewed game. So I think that stands on its own pretty well. And then my most expensive game, because you got to have a Pokemon on a Nintendo handheld console. So I went with Pokemon Sapphire for $29.92. Uh, Pokemon Legendary for being the game that you just like whip out of your pocket and play for a little bit. Especially uh, at that age. More like a lot of it. You know, I don't think many kids will, and we've talked about this, I think, in a prior episode. I don't think many kids nowadays understand the whole thing of sitting in the car in the middle of a battle with the Elite Four and your family going, we need to go in a store. We need to go in a store. Hold on. I can't save. I can't yeah. do this. Like, you know, my battery's running low. Like, Well, then you had the SP. You could just close that lid. Yeah, with the SP, you could. But, I mean, we're talking GBA, GBC. Those are some days, man. Yeah, yeah. The ability to, like, quick save or the ability to just, like, I think the PSP had that where you could just, like, turn yep. it off and it would save your state, like, yep. right where you were. I'm like, man, that was something that needed to be in, like, every GBA game. But you would get into, like, those battles where it's like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I going to do? Like, thank God games like Fire Emblem and stuff gave you the ability to save mid-battle. Yeah, kids nowadays, man, will never understand the just don't understand terrible stuff we had to go through when we were growing up. And then last but not least on my list, I have Tony Hawk 2 for 843. Now, it's not going to be as good as like the PlayStation version, but uh from what I was reading, this game is supposed to be a pretty good like sports game on mobile, and I kind of needed something else to to round out my list cuz I didn't want it to just be all RPGs, John. Oh, wow, you actually put more than I did on RPGs, because I got one, two. I got two. I was, you know, and that's another thing, Ryan. Why my Advance list is Wars, better. Golden Sun, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. No, no, man, Advance Wars is a real-time strategy game. It's a tactical RPG. Man, I count that as RTS, 100%. Is it? Yeah, it's an RTS-based game. Oh. You move your, your enemy, your squad around, and... I mean, it's not necessarily like it's not RT- building, building stuff, but it's strategy. Yeah, I know, but real time strategy happens in real time. It's happening in real time, isn't it? Turn based, maybe. Isn't it just like tactics? Maybe. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm gonna look it up in a moment. Okay, so uh, but we still got uh, my collection here has uh, tactics advance, so you got your RPG, uh, Mario Kart Super Circus, so you got your racing, Advance Wars. You're going to correct me here, I'm sure. I'm going to say RTS. And then you've got uh, Super Mario Advance 4, platformer. And then Golden Sun, RPG again. But, of course, that uh, Tactics is uh, 
tactical RPG. Turn-based tactics is what it's. Turn-based tactics, real-time strategy. Okay. I'm doing Maybe it it's in, not an RPG then. I'm doing it in real time, assuming. Ryan. Things are happening. I'm moving okay. things around. Okay. Okay. It's not really an RTS. Okay. And then you've got, you know, Lego. Okay. Cool. You got a card game. Cool. You've got a Dragon Ball Z souped-down Goku punching wolves and shit in the forest. Yeah, but it's a, it's a action rpg i'm just downplaying your list ryan uh we've you can't got downplay greatness final fantasy tactics you copied me clearly because i went first so you just <laughs> you threw that in at the last second um kirby nobody loves kirby come on ryan and then we've got pokemon they stopped at silver dude like i can't believe you put that in. and then tony hawk i'll let you stick with that one it's not a good game but you know it's awesome on the ps1 you had to put it in. So, I mean, honestly, I think mine is better. I think my list is better, Ryan. Well, we'll let the people decide, John, and you can let us know by leaving us a six-star review with uh, the winner of this contest of lists of showdowns. And also two of us that are very sleepy. Yeah, <laughs> we we had a Friendsgiving and recorded like an episode yesterday, so we're we're a little out of it. Yeah. Oh, man. God knows when this episode's going to even air. <laughs> that turkey, though. Oh, dude, that turkey was John great. made an excellent Cuban-style turkey. Oh, so good. That and all the dessert. Yeah, yeah, we definitely, and all the beer. That just... So if you're listening to us in February, we recorded this quite a while <laughs> ago. All right. Well, that does it for this new episode of the Game Deflators podcast. We will hopefully do some more Starter Kiss showdowns here on other consoles in the near future. But as Ryan said, you can find us on some awesome podcast applications. Leave us a five-star review. And uh, find us on thegamedeflators.com, as well as Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At thegamedeflators on Instagram and Facebook. And at gamedeflators on Twitter, because they don't like the... Uh, my name's John. I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.